unnecessarily hostile back up in my car, which is where I've been living for about a week. Feels like that. I feel like an over-the-road trucker right now. I have been all over this city. And uh, I just got a new job today, so that's going to settle me down. I'll get back to a regular routine. I'm sitting in my car right now listening to the traffic. And I'm smoking again. Because I decided, why not? And I, and I went right back to Reds. So I haven't smoked in years, and now I'm right back to the... The fucking pinnacle of cigarettes. I mean, I haven't smoked red since I was a teenager, back when I was really punishing myself, you know? Like, I don't know who smokes lights. I don't know if you didn't get enough nicotine out of that. It's a weird cigarette. Well, anyway. All right, I've been here for about a minute, and I have not introduced my first guest, which I should do right now. And I haven't prepared an introduction, so I, I, I'm not sure what kind of introduction I should give. I don't need one. No? <laughs> I can give a, how about a name? Should I give a name at least? Uh, Just a first name? Putsy. Putsy? Betsy. Betsy? Betsy oh, I thought you said Putsy. That's mm. my. Let me set the phone Some here. might call me that. Well, I wouldn't call you Putsy. Hardly ever to my face, though. <laughs> I mean, if anything, you're about the opposite of a Putz. The way oh. you walk is, it's like a dead sprint every time. <laughs> I've followed you through malls, through dog parks, through... Yeah. Chased you around my apartment building a few times, <laughs> trying to chase you down. You double time it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I, I had to do when I was in Texas marching. I've never walked that fast in my life. Anyway, so... I yeah. had to keep up with my dad when I was young. He was a really fast walker, and if I wanted to keep up, I had to walk really fast. Yeah? Yep. So is it a family thing? Are you a fast-walking family? I think so. Mm. I think so. Yeah. I don't know what runs my family. Well, there's that there's that obvious joke. Nobody runs in your family. You're fat. But that's, <laughs> not sure who said your that. Your refrigerator's joke. running. You better go catch it. Oh yes. <laughs> We're in Dad Joke City now. <laughs> Cat's got your nose. Too many of those. Too easy. They're probably better than my regular jokes. Too easy. <laughs> well, we were up watching The Simpsons last night. You seemed to have a lot of fun. I did. You, I did. I was, I was recently at a Jehovah's Witness meeting, and they were talking about how all they have is dad jokes. Yeah. Because, you know, God, the Father, and He gives oh. you everything you need, so that must mean that Daddy's everywhere. <laughs> it's the Holy Trinity of dad jokes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it gets you thinking. Well, yeah, so you, you seem to like comedy a bit. I don't know how much you... Uh get into the comedy world. Do you ever watch comedy? Yeah, Dane Cook was one of my favorites. I introduced you to Dane Cook. You did not. I did too. You did not. At my apartment. Take credit for that. At my apartment, we were about 19 years old. It's perhaps true. I and I, I put it. He was my first love, I think. Dane Cook's. Well, Kirk Cobain was my first love. So Your Dane first was show my, business love. My first show business love, okay. yeah. That's, oh, that's different than uh, real love. I suppose. I suppose. He wasn't alive, so that made things very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to okay. stalk a dead man. Well, if I had to love somebody that's already dead, uh, I would have to go classic Hollywood. Um, I don't know who that would be. I would most Black have, Dahlia? The girl that got murdered? Yeah. Why would... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed your style. That's disturbing. <laughs> I know. Oh, you, oh I'm, I'm Jack the Ripper over here all of a sudden. <laughs> 
all the girls I'm with just end up. Uh, oh well, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you took it there, shit. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna wait to do the fuck. The, the, Who are you gonna say? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Jennifer Lawrence. There's only one name I have, and I don't even think she's that cute. But for some reason, I got into Tallulah Bankhead years ago. I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tallulah. And she was some uh, Hollywood starlet who uh, apparently was just a slut, and I don't know why. But that I don't. I should pick somebody nice. Like, she uh, looks like Drew Barrymore. Greta, oh, Drew Barrymore is cute. That's a good pick for me. Her? Yeah. There's yeah. something in her look. She's I think got, I yeah, like. the eyes. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. a good pair of eyes. I should have a so, date. We should have a dating app just for eyes. Do you have a modern? Well, that's risky because <laughs> most people's pictures don't align with what they look like now anyway. So if you had You're just right. eyeballs, then yeah, I'm gonna call it catfishing.com. <laughs> it's gonna be a website of just eyeballs, and then uh, <laughs> weird. It's going. Then weird. All, all the photos are gonna be in black and white. Well, it's gonna be a, It's gonna be perfect. That's <laughs> not good. Everybody likes a little color. Online dating is always tough because, uh, yeah, if the girl's fat, she only takes photos from, like, space, like from satellites, like in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Try to hide those chins. Mm -hmm. I've given up trying to hide on the chins. I get told often when I meet people online, which is not very much, by the way. I've only met a few, but um, that I'm one of the few people that actually look like their pictures, so that's nice. Yeah, you do, but... How many photos do you have online? Um, I'm not a huge selfie taker, so mm -hmm. if I do, it's only because I need to update my look in case I go missing. <laughs> okay. Because it's like that post that shows a picture of Kim Kardashian and Chewbacca next to each other, and it's like, if you look like this in real life, Chewbacca, mm -hmm. but you put your profile picture like Kim Kardashian, how's anybody ever going to find you? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's true. So, I update it as often as I need to. I post too many pictures. My profile picture right now is of pets. Mm, that's good. They'll be able to find them for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In case the pound is looking for your animals. Mm-hmm. So how long have I known you? Too long. I'm, talk I'm talking to the audience 21 now. years. This is it 21 years? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess. I. Uh... Longer than we have not known each other. Right. And I haven't seen you in about three years. That's true. Because I blocked you. Yes, you did. Online. Yep. And then I just fucked off for a few years and threw out the pandemic and uh, uh, lost touch, I suppose. And then a couple of months ago, I felt like I wanted to see you. And luckily enough, you... Uh, I don't you showed, grudges. You, you showed mercy on me and you said, okay, okay, silly boy, we can hang out. Be friends again. Yep. I went through a lot of change recently and, uh, you know, I just realized that life's too short to harbor grudges. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, there's something about you I can't deny. You're just too fun. You're too much of a fun to hang out with. I'm a pretty free spirit, that's for sure. Yeah. I try really hard to be anyway. Well, and you're very good with the compliments, which I'm not. So it always makes me feel good every time I see you. you That's tell because me, I give them good. Yes, you do. If you give compliments well, then you can receive them well, even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah. The kind I don't like is when people are like, "God, 
look at that booty. Do you want some fries with that shake or something like that? And I'm just like, Ugh. Hey, girl, you live around here often? No, you, <laughs> no, I don't know why. Well, that's my lame pickup line. Oh, that's bad, yeah. I use it bad. in airports. What like, about um, the Angels one? Hey, girl, did you fall recently or something like that? Mm-hmm. Because you sure look like an angel or, I don't know, just <laughs> cheesy shit. <laughs> this is from the dating playbook. Yeah, the, that I've never read. Yeah, a hundred years ago. Uh-huh, never read that book. I read some of the dating playbooks. I read some of those. I don't know. Uh, it's it's embarrassing whenever I'm at a bar and I, I can notice that there are some young dudes trying to do pickup artist shit. Because mm -hmm. it's like young people, they think that old people, and I'm speaking as old people because I'm I'm midlife crisis right now. I'm old. I'm. They th young people think that old people hate them because they're young and they have good looks and energy and things like that, or they're misunderstood. It's not that. It's the fact that we've already lived through that life. And in your 20s is just a time for making mistakes and doing embarrassing things. It's true. And uh, once you get through that, when you see other people doing it, it gets, it's, it, I, it's intolerable. It's, it's a sad thing to watch. I mean, Tom Segura had a joke about how he, like, he likes being married just because, like, it's exhausting to watch people date. Like, yes, it is. Like he says, he sits with his wife. And he watches people date, and he's exhausted for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dating is exhausting. Oh, it's a it's a snake oil pit. I've had good times, but generally it just. Then again, that's also the fruit of life. You know, you got to look at it like that. You, know, they say that everybody's got somebody out there that's perfectly and evenly yoked for them, or should anyway. But then Jesus also said, if you can avoid it, don't do it. If you gotta go ahead, but I he seemed to be a pretty wise man, so Where was that in the Bible? Um It's in see. there. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> let me see. Jesus on marriage. I wanna say Corinthians. I was just quoting Homer Simpson because now I <laughs> after watching two hours of the Simpsons last night, I I'm up on my Simpsons quotes. Well, if you're just gonna be mad at me every time I do something stupid, I'm just gonna have to stop doing stupid things. <laughs> What did Jesus really say about marriage and divorce? It says in Matthew 19, 1 through 12, when Jesus had finished talking, he went from the country of Galilee, came to the part of the country. Okay. Does the law say a man can divorce his wife for any reason? He said to them, have you not read that he who made them in the first place made them man and woman? It says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and will live with his wife. The two will become one. So they are no longer two, but one. Let no man divide what God has put together. The proud religious law keeper said to Jesus, Then why did the law of Moses allow a man to divorce his wife if he put down in writing and gave it to her? Jesus said to them, Because of your hard hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. It was not like that from the beginning. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sex sins and marries another is guilty of sex sins and marriage. Whoever marries her that is divorced is guilty of sex sins and marriage. His followers said to him, If that is the way of a man and his wife, it is better not to be married. But Jesus said to them, Not all men are able to do this, but only to whom those it has been given. For there are some men who from birth will never be able to have children. There are some men who have been made so by men. There are some men who have had themselves made that way because of the holy nation of heaven. The one who is able to do this, let him do it. You are listening to Audible.com. If you this can eunuch yourself, Bible. do it. <laughs> Kidding. Something in that reminded me of a Spice Girls song. 
to become one. That's Backstreet Boys, actually. That's the Spice Girls. That's the Backstreet Boys. You can Spotify that right now. You might be right, actually. I am right. I know it because I learned the bass line and I listened to that song about 400 times in a row trying to pick up the bass notes. And then I recorded a video of it and put You're it on right. YouTube. Yeah, I know. I know my Spice Girls. Spice up your life. Spice Nation. Mm. I watched that Spice Girls movie in 97 with my, my cousins. It was the best. Because the, the, those girls were, you know, about my age and they were, they were Spice Girls at the time. Like every girl in the late 90s. Yes. And so we watched the Spice World movie because I was at their house for a weekend. And I was all full of girl power. Atlanta's more set. It was the 90s. Oh, you better not do that. I'm going to get a copyright infringement. Uh, even if you don't show the video? Yeah. And we... then, to further emasculate me, I, I had to rollerblade while listening to the album in their driveway. <laughs> me and my... Well, me and Danielle, we the last time I ever dressed up for Halloween was us dressing as Spice Girls. And we came and trick-or-treated at your house because we wanted Kevin to answer the door. And he was on the phone with your big, long extension cord from the kitchen talking to Lindsay. Back in the days before cell phones. Way back in the You day. haven't we dressed 15, up for Halloween no. since... We had old ladies answer the door shaming us with their eyeballs because we were doing it at that age. Well, you were in a, a tiny conservative town in Wisconsin. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You have to drive a mile away to go see a bong shop. It's, it's that kind of cornfield world. A mile away. <laughs> or out of we just made them out of apples and Mountain Dew bottles. Your, your, your dresses? Weed pipes. Oh, your weed pipes. Oh, we yeah. We'd bike down to the lake, steal some weed from our parents, and bike down to Long Lake and sit there and get stoned and stare at each other and laugh hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the sweet days of getting high, when yeah. you could just giggle at just uh, just each other's faces and Poor things. Poor Danielle couldn't get her ears wet, but we'd go swimming and she'd get her ears wet. <laughs> How would you do that? She had tubes in her ears, so she wasn't supposed to go under the water, but oh. she would. Oh, she was a rebel. Yes, she was. I uh, I used one of her pictures for, um, I guess, I don't know if album covers the word anymore. Because no. everything's online. But she had this uh, kind of trippy photo on Facebook I'd seen she a while back. She likes pictures. She, she does. She has a pretty, pretty face. Yes, yeah, she does. Very pretty girl. Yes. Always thought so. Yep. I asked her out once. Yeah. She didn't, yeah, she didn't want to date me. She didn't get into dating until way later. She just was really more of a one-night stander. Maybe. It Definitely. It also <laughs> might have been that I was very awkward. There's that. And clumsy. Well, and she was also banging Andy and, and Miles. No offense, Danielle. I don't think they're listening. Nobody's, nobody's going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you about my audience statistics. I have about 15 people in Taiwan that listen for some reason. <laughs> That's kind of cool. So I have some reach over in the Far East. Far, Far East. But uh, as far as people in, even locally, I've never seen anybody from any of the towns I live in have ever listened to me. And I post this shit online all the time. Like, hey, listen to my show. I'm doing radio. Nobody wants to hear it. They know my they know my personality already. So I, I, I'm trying to find a new audience. So we're just, yeah. But anyway, Danielle, uh, I wrote, a, I, I covered a song by Glenn Matlock, who was the original bassist for the Sex Pistols, and I I couldn't figure out some of his lyrics because he talks like a London Cockney, and so it's all, it, it's and he doesn't sing well, to be honest. And so I reached out to him on Instagram, and I was like, hey, do I have these lyrics right? And then he, he told me no, but here, here are the real lyrics. 
and then he said, I want to hear it when you're done. So I had a fucking sex pistol wanting to hear my music. That to me is like, uh, you know, I'm never going to make it to Madison Square Garden, but this wow. is cool as shit. Yeah. This is cool enough for me. So I took the song very seriously. I worked on it for a few weeks. It's a song called Rock Chick. Yeah. And, and of course, when I'm thinking of a rock chick, I'm thinking of a girl like Danielle. Yeah. And so I reached out to her and I said, hey, can I use this picture for an album cover? And she was like, fuck yeah, dude. You know, she was, she was cool with it. She, she was probably excited by it. Yeah, she, was, she wasn't shy at all or anything. She, I told her I, I needed to use a photo for Spotify or YouTube or something. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, she was very cool. Huh. I haven't seen her since she became a mother. Well, you did. We went to the mall. Well, I mean, that's when we last yeah. saw her. Yeah, she had her baby around in a stroller and uh, is doing the mom thing now. It's always surprising well. for me to see my friends grow up and become parents and have lives. She did a really good job turning her life around. Yeah. Very good job. I try. I don't know if I've turned my life around. I'm working on it. Mm. Even when this deck is sometimes set against me, it feels... Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I'm here for you now, because I'm, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to move the cards around in your favor, you know? Same. And everybody else's, for that matter. Because you have always been good to me, and I've always been good to you. That's true. Even when we're fighting bitterly. That's true. Even when I'm screaming at you <laughs> and breaking your things. Even when you're setting my apartment on fire. <laughs> even when I'm kicking you out of my apartment and then you circle around the building and kick in my window. You let yourself back in. I hit, I hit under the mattress with a knife and it was like a brand new mattress. So it yeah. was just tilted like this. So the, the cops came in and they're like, ahem, ahem. <laughs> <laughs> they just lifted it up and I hear me huddled up in the fetal position holding a butcher knife. Because Brian was scary. Well, you have to introduce the Brian story now to the oh, audience. Oh gosh, I can't. That's such a terrible story. Uh, we were. I was. A, I'm a massive drunk, <laughs> and we were drinking. We Heavily. were in our early twenties. We were drinking somewhere. The party ended, and it he was, got violent. This guy was a marine, and was he was me. a he was a sleep arounder, and he was trying to mac on me. And you got mad because he was talking to me, but you bitched at me for it because I was probably eating it up a little bit, even at though this, I had no attention. At this point, we're back at my apartment. It's the three of us. It's me, this Brian guy, and uh, Chubby or whatever she said her name was a minute ago. <laughs> and what happened? We're all in my apartment in my living room, and I had two chairs and a couch. And uh, this guy sat in my chair, and I went completely Archie Bunker about it. And, and got, he went nuts. And I got pissed, and I, I, I started saying something probably horrendous. To me. Does it? What I said? Do you remember? You called me a fucking whore or something like that, and he went nuts. Because he was macking on me, even though he was married, and he wasn't going to get anywhere with it, but it pissed you off. And next thing I know, there's a fucking cat fight on the floor, mm -hmm. and I had to fucking try to separate it and then you got up and he took your phone and your keys and threw them in the dumpster so you had to walk to the police station mm. i stupidly even though my family and friends all lived two blocks away i just went ahead and stayed there and hid under the mattress <laughs> with a knife with a knife and the cops come and i had a fucking warrant at the time and i get outside and they're like giving me the whole you know speech of don't do they're basically wagging their finger in my face kind of a thing and mm. tell me to go home so i get on my bike and bike home 
only for them to show up a few hours later like, um, is she here? And they're, my mom and dad are like, no, I don't know where she is. And they're like, well, her bike's outside. And like, yeah, well, she's long gone now. <laughs> That's interesting because I thought you stayed there that, that night. No, uh-uh. I'm living in a metaverse. I, I swear, I thought you stayed and when I returned. You had made spaghetti or something. I have Definitely not. That must have been another night. Uh, the, uh, those years blur a bit. Yeah, that's a good one for me because it was one of the many times I got away from the police. Yeah, one of the many or one of the few? Many, many, many. Okay. Like 30. Tell me another story of the time you got away from the police. Uh, me and my friend, my ex-boyfriend actually, Adam Dak, were at the bowling alley. You had to use the full name. Yes, okay. I did because just, well, you're Adam. I didn't want confusion. So we're at the bowling alley in Ham Lake and he was um, partaking in illegal activity nearby. I'll say that. And um, I was sitting in the car and a cop drove by and our car was very well known at that time. We were wanted by the police and I had warrants at that time too. And so basically the cop drives by, I dip into the bowling alley slash bar, but I have a bad vibe about it. So I dip out the back door and basically run into a swamp and this cop pulls up and he's next to the road and I know he knows I'm in this swamp but he must have just been like yeah fuck that <laughs> swamp thing yeah he's like fuck that I'm not going in there after so he drives away I had to work up the courage to come back up the hill and cross the road to get where I needed to go I ended up hiding underneath an a-frame sign for hours until basically dawn broke and I could run over to the gas station and poor get a ride Don. home poor Don poor guy <laughs> I mean, it's not how I meant it but I, I, I know the dawn, the day dawn broke, and I got dropped off. There was that time, there was, um, well, the cops used to come to my mom's house and knock on the door looking for me, and after a while, I realized that it was too scary to jump out the back window because it was a trailer park, and they could just find me anywhere in the trailer park. It was kind of a, it was a circle, so I jumped out, the, I would I would run to the back room, open the window, and then hide somewhere in the house, so they'd run back there, and they'd be like, don't! And don't? They, yeah. they went Homer Simpson? Yeah! They'd be all pissed off. He was like, how do we... I could even hear him talking. How do we miss her? Where did she go? And then I'd be fucking hiding somewhere in the house just listening to him. And then finally my brother told on me a little snitch. Is it the Andy Griffith police? Pretty close. Ham Lake. They got all mad at me the time my brother told on me. And was like, she's actually in the closet. And he pointed a taser light at me and I got all scared. And I, But I didn't move, but I was trembling. And he's like, get the F out of the closet. And I didn't move. And he's like, I'm going to fucking tase you. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I come walking out and I'm in shorts and a tank top and it's cold out. It's like end of November. And uh, basically I'm like, can I get a jacket? And they're like, no, you want to fuck with us, whatever. And I'm like, dude, you know, it's nothing against you, right? I was mm -hmm. like, like, I got nothing against cops. I just know what my fate is after this. And I didn't want to go to jail. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, he gave me a sweater and this whole demeanor changed after that. I thought this was going to be a story of the time you got away from the cops. I, well, that was the only time I didn't because my brother told on me. Oh, that's not nice. I used to hide everywhere. Where are you hiding now? I'm not hiding. <laughs> I'm in plain sight. Well, we did have the cops after us the other night. Yeah, that was weird. Doing a bit of drinking. And um, somewhere in the night, she hides in my... Not hides, but she gets into my car... And the I was just jamming. The window was down. You, know, you wanted some alone time. You wanted to get away from uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde over here. <laughs> and uh, that's when I decided to crawl on top of my windshield and start yelling at you through the open window. Yeah. The only thing I remember is that at one point I told you I'm Elvis motherfucking Presley. Yeah. 
In reference to what? I couldn't tell. Graceland, probably. Yeah. Little less conversation, little more action. I love that song. For some reason, I was singing that when I was in, uh, was like Romania or somewhere, or Prague, one of those, one of those countries. I was visiting a castle, and I don't know why, but that song just showed up in my head. And I'm just, it's like midnight, and I'm just wandering around this castle. And all these security guards are annoyed because it's about time to close up and they want to go home. And I'm just singing Elvis badly, loudly. <laughs> little less conversation, a little more action. Gonna hunger, hunger, burn in love. I just watched his documentary on HBO Max, and now I love Elvis. All of a sudden. I've heard his music all my life, haven't really cared. But all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, it puts it all in perspective, you know? Those documentarians, they seem to know what they're doing. Mm, I'm a bit exhausted today. I'm exhausted from driving. I've been driving all week, it seems like. Well, it's not like you've been working. I tried. I was working at one point. You know, I was a, I was a cook at Applebee's. Yeah, I know. I yeah. recall that. You know what happened there? Nope. No. You got demoted. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I sent out some bad chicken or something and uh, started losing my mind. I can't remember what plate the food went on. I was always pulling the wrong trays and plates and things. And they decided I was not kitchen material or chef material. What would you like to do for a living? I want to own an animal sanctuary. Yeah? Yeah. Protecting the endangered ones? Yes. Yeah? What kind of animal? All. Any... any oh, you, no, you have to give me some specifics. Okay, so Minnesota just happens to have one of the wild, largest wildlife refuges in the nation. It's uh, the... I think it's called the Wildlife Refuge Center. Yeah. And um, they do, they have separate ones. They have aviaries. They have uh, the mammal center, which I tried to get involved in, but you have to get a rabies vaccination first, which is like a three-part series shot over a course of like six months or something. Mm -hmm. So that's a big commitment. Yeah. And so I never really did get involved in that, but I would like to very much. I would like to have just take in whatever, beaver, chipmunk, fucking, you name it. You know, whatever needs needs a home. Well, every job has a commitment, but if it's... Something you're passionate about, the commitment's worth it. Mm-hmm. My biggest hindrance right now is vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Vehicle. Vehicle. Mm. Speaking of which, I should follow up on that. Mm. Call somebody to try to find your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we can just go track it down. You just drive through the city and start screaming at cars that look like it. <laughs> it's like, yo, is that my girl's car? You know, give people the business. Shit. Oh, this town has too many lifted trucks. Oh, I don't like these people. Good folks that live here. Good working class folks, but... Oh, I just... Uh... It's a cool town. I don't mind this town. Mm -hmm. It's, fr it's annoying sometimes, but I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's enough, it's enough for living. At least the rent is cheaper.
Well, this has been fun. <laughs> you done already? <laughs> yeah. I can find a new topic. It's a matter of what. Mm. So what was your first impression of me? Oh God, I don't remember. I didn't like you. I know you didn't like me. Um, you were bitching at me because we both had guitars on the bus, or you had a guitar. I, I think you had a guitar. And I no, just, I think you had a guitar. Okay, and it was the little while there that I was actually going to commit to learning. And um, I only knew one song, or two maybe. I think it was Nothing Else Matters and... Um, what was the other one? Nirvana. It was, uh, yeah. Where did, Where did you, you sleep, sleep last, last night? night? And you started Jinx. talking shit about it. And then we bickered, which I tend to do with every single one of my very best friends mm -hmm. when I meet them. Um, and yeah, after that, we were fast friends. I don't know. I think I've spent about 20 years trying to convince you to like me still. That's not true. I'm not sure if you do yet. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, we became friends. Pretty early on after that. I told you the other night. First time we met, we fought on the school bus. And then I got off that school bus and I was just raving mad. And I went home and I was pacing in my basement. Looking at all of your posters of conspiracy and murder and mayhem. No, yes, rock stars. And 9-11 and Fahrenheit 9 It was like one of those photos. Uh-uh. It was, I had a... He clued me in on all of the truth of, of darkness. <laughs> I was the first guy in alexjones.com. I don't know. Probably true. But I was pacing in my basement mad pissed. And then as soon as I calmed down, I thought to myself, oh my god, that girl is gorgeous. <laughs> that was my first thought. And then I realized I need to talk to her again and do something to impress her. And then I believe the next time I saw you, you had a, a guitar again. And I, I pestered you to play it. And you kept re rejecting me. You were like, no. And I was like, come on, let me play it. No. And finally I just broke you down at some point where you just got sick of saying no to me. And I played whatever... Uh, tremolo notes that I was doing as a teenager trying to do some heavy metal thing. I was playing something. It wasn't chords. It was just fast and furious, probably. And as soon as I handed you the guitar back, I saw a different look in your eyes. You were like, oh, this, this is an interesting person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was in this fucked up, tumultuous relationship with somebody too old for me. Anthony. Mm-hmm. So I had my own little cloud of darkness following me around like Linus from fucking Snoopy. <laughs> yeah. Peanuts. Did you say peanuts? Mm -hmm. it sounded like penis. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy, that's my Hollywood girl. The one that always pulls the football away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fools me every time. <laughs> Charlie Brown is such a fool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you lived around uh, my hometown for a little while, and then uh, at some point you disappeared, and I was sad, because I had no idea how to contact you. Well, you came and got me, Well, and we saved my mom's records, and... That was later. That was I, when I you guess, moved up. Oh, yeah, I got but sent away. There was, there was one time where I was sitting in a, like a, a class at school, I was looking at some computer class or something. And I, was, and I was just thinking of you, like, heavily at that moment. Be, be, and it must have been because you were on your way into the school, and you came into this class, and you, you like, 
Uh, you got my attention somehow, and I didn't even recognize you for a second. And then when I did, my eyes got wide, and I was like, oh, there she is. <laughs> and then you uh, you and I had a conversation out in the hallway, and you told me that uh, your family was moving out of town or something, and uh, but you wanted to stop by and at least see me before you left. Sounds about right. Mm. Oh. That's, that's when I knew I had a real friend. Yep. Same when I had a buddy. You came and rescued me a bunch of times from fucked up situations. Yeah, I tend to do that. Gave me rides. Since it seems like transportation's been my number one issue my whole life. I do remember uh, moving uh, some stuff out of your parents' house, and I tried. But they to, abandoned. And I tried to steal those records. That's. <laughs> I remember that. Which I wish you would have. Because <laughs> well, they I got tried left to. behind. Or no, what happened was Nikki fucking pawned them. Yeah. Nikki pawned them at a pawn shop and got like $25 for them. And there oh. was like, there was like fucking original JFK speech from his last speech mm-hmm. records and all kinds of really old, like stuff that my grandma had and my grandpa had that were passed on to my mom. Mm-hmm. Like really, really valuable yeah. stuff. I go, go for much more than 20 bucks on eBay right now. I know. A piece. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I put them in my trunk thinking I, I, I was getting away with it. I was being slick. And then I drove you to uh, wherever you were living. It was like an hour away. <laughs> and as soon as we got there, you pulled your stuff out of the back seat. And then you were just like, Adam, pop your trunk. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh-huh. I was busted. Yeah. I was busted. You, you busted were. me in that moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. But again, I wish I would have fucking saved them. I was a little thief. So was I. At the time. I used to steal shit all the time. I was kind of a kleptomaniac. Same. Mostly from school. I would, uh... School? <laughs> yeah. I didn't steal anything cool like a projector or anything, but I would steal, like, sandwiches every day at lunch and just rob people's lockers and... I had somebody show up to my house once because I'd robbed their locker and they were super pissed. They were just... Yeah. They were, uh... I don't know. I remember my sister... Do you remember Tiffany that used to ride our bus? Sat in the back row? Uh, big loudmouth girl. Yeah, yeah. She, I just saw her recently. She smashed my head against the window once. We oh. were walking by. She was walking by to get off the bus, and she bopped my head into the window because I wouldn't take her shit. And my sister came over that day from Minnesota, and we went. She drove me over to her house and knocked on her door and was like, "If you ever put your hands on my fucking sister again, mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat your fucking ass." <laughs> and that girl. After that, I'd sit on the because I would get on the bus before her. Or, I don't remember how it worked. Um, I think it was on the way home from school I would get on before her but on the way to school she would get on before me or vice versa mm-hmm. and well our bus driver was a drunk so I think he, he just was. switched shit up he was a fucking madman every morning I would get on the bus oh it my. would just reek like I alcohol I know and he'd be taking those locked. curves at like fucking 45 it was supposed to be 15 Wisconsin he, we were smoking weed on the bus one time me and Danielle we were, we were thinking we oh, were like, we blowing it. it through our sleeve out the window like this yeah. and fucking he's like I know what you're doing back there <laughs> Oh, mad at us. He would never use the intercom either. He would just stare scream. in the window yeah. and scream, and it would <laughs> resonate through the entire... I know. You did not want to piss him off, because he took so much shit. Uh-huh. Like, if yeah. you really pissed him off, Kurt, I think it was his name. His name was Kurt. If you pissed him off, then he would scream at you, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That was brutal. It, it, was, he was, it was always gentle. It was like loving in a father's kind of way. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was angry out of love. Yeah. He, had cool a, he, had a, he had a daughter about uh, our age. Uh, and she went to school at the same time, if I remember. 
I don't know, but I just remember after that, Tiffany wouldn't be in the back seat. She would let me sit in the back seat. Mm -hmm. She was like not gonna, and we became friends kind of after that. I had a moment in that, you know, the little seat in the back of the school bus, the half seat. Yeah, the half seat. So one time, I'm in that back seat, and this girl Lindsay, uh, um, she decides for whatever reason that day she wants to sit on my lap. So she comes in the back seat, sits on my lap, and I just like wrap my arms around her. And of course, it's a school bus; everything's jittery, so we're just like basically <laughs> dry humping with every turn in the road. It was just exciting kid fun. <laughs> and I remember the little like junior high kids were like turning around and watching us and shit. She had a, a bus stop about a block or two away from mine, so she got off the bus, and between there and me getting dropped off, all the kids rushed back to me. To be like, whoa! <laughs> dude, what's that? Yeah, they were all, you know, they were like, damn, dude. One kid was like, were you having sex? <laughs> and we weren't, so I, like, I mean, it was, it was a little dry you're humping. like, I don't know. <laughs> it, was a little, it, was a little, it was a little dry humping. It could have been. <laughs> I, I, I won't deny I had a bulge at the time. <laughs> I was tenting, and uh, you know, and she was wearing a shortcut dress, so there was some friction of some kind, from what I remember. But we weren't fucking. Lindsay, who? I don't want to say the last name. I guess. I'll yeah, tell you that's after fair. the show. That's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna have to go delete your boyfriend's last name in a minute here. Uh, well, I probably won't. He's fine with it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, these kids were like, "We having sex?" And I was like, "No." And they were like, "Yes, you were." And I was yeah. like. Okay, believe what you want. So, somewhere in my hometown are some kids that probably still live there who think they saw me fucking on the back of the school bus. So, Weirder things have happened. Mm, well, I've had sex in public. I swear every bad thing I ever learned happened on the school bus. Yeah? Yes. That's, it's good. What's kind Other of like going, kids. What's well, like going to jail. It's finishing school. It's where you leave. <laughs> it's, it's, it's where you meet all of the uh, That's true. You know, people that really know what's going on. Yeah. True that. I've told the story out here before. I've had sex in public. And that was that's it's uh, an adrenaline fueled moment. I was at a Halloween party, drunk, obviously, early twenties, and I was there with some girl, and uh, we we're at some apartment in St. Paul, somewhere off Robert Street. I just got invited there for, through friends. And, uh, of course, things get weird, and I'm talking shit. I threatened to, like, slit a guy's throat, and I got thrown out of this party. She follows me out. We go into her car, and uh, I, I'm just sitting in her passenger seat. She's sitting behind her steering wheel. And we weren't sure if we were going to go anywhere or what. And so at some point, I just asked, hey, do you want to see my dick? And she was like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh, you know, shit happened. <laughs> and <laughs> so... So I crawl on top of her, and I start fucking her in her driver's seat. And uh, well, the one thing I remember... Passenger seat works better. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, but I've only done driver's seat. There's a, one of my neighbors walking by listening to my wild stories. So, like I said, we were in an apartment building. And the one thing I remember, I'm, I'm looking out the back window the whole time. And another car pulls in and is just creeping through. And they must have had like a dome light on or something because I could see three faces in this car. Mm -hmm. And they were all kind of looking at me, not sure what they were seeing. And that last half a second before they pulled off into the darkness, all of their eyes lit up because they realized what they were looking at. And I 
Like, I maintained eye contact with them the whole time, mm -hmm. and I didn't miss a stroke. Like, I was... <laughs> it didn't disturb me at all. I was just... I don't know. I was, uh... I was in the heat, you know? Content. I was all drunk, and I fucking... <sighs> That's one that I was afraid I, I probably got pregnant or something. I, I had to like look her up online years later to see if she had any baby photos. <laughs> and there was one, but oh, no. it, it didn't seem like it was it, it was going to match up at the right age. So I'm like, I think I'm out of the clear. I think. <laughs> that was a girl I met through uh, rock and roll here in the city. So, cool. yeah. Through the American head charge world. So, yeah, I, you know, I got my, I got my rock star lay. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell any stories. I know you don't want to tell stories. I'm not trying to prompt you. Uh, no. I know. Well, I had some. I considered it, and I think I'm more convincing myself not to. Well, you've told all sorts of stories about you running from the cops. And... Well, yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, but it's whatever you want to discuss. It's always fun running from the cops. <laughs> yeah. See, I was the opposite. I used to party with the cops, but when I was in the Air Force, we all. Uh, we all arrived. The guy got the shot back, I feel like. Did he? Unless he bought his own. Maybe. Yeah, so the other night I'm at work in the kitchen uh, doing a disastrous job cooking. And so you take my car. I don't know where you went. All I know is you showed up about an hour after I got out of work and there's a shop vac in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you find it? The Petco in Cottage Grove. That's quite a ways. I know. I think I went to see Todd that night. Were you with me? I thought you were No, with I was me. at work. But you came with me the next day. Well, the next day we went to see Todd. Yeah. I thought I would hate Todd. It turned out he's the nicest person. Yeah, he is. He was all exhausted from a day of work, and he just... He was just like, I just want to get on my feet. I don't want to hang out and do anything. But he was still very nice. Talked to me about music and stuff. Let you play with his dogs, your dogs, I My guess. Dogs. Our dogs. Our dogs. Did you adopt them together? I got Marley by myself. Um, on his birthday actually. I got um what? We got Stella together six months later, and then I got Bolt by myself, but with his permission. It's yeah. a cool dog named Bolt. Yeah, yes. You know the weirdest dog name I've ever heard? Someone called their dog Megan, and I thought, that's 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 a human name. That is weird. I've, I've never I heard of a dog. I hear those sometimes, too, and you're like, that doesn't fit for a dog. Yeah. I think, like, Jackson, I hear kids name that all the time, and I think that's a really cool name, but, like, mm. it would also be a cool dog name. Or Jameson is another name I like a lot. The drink? Yes. Yeah. But for a mm. child, too, or mm. person. Do you think you were named right? Yes. When you were given, well, do you want to share your real name, your first name now? Elizabeth. You think it fits you? Yes. I think it does. I don't know if my name fits me. Adam. Mm. I don't know. I think it does. Because oddly, people want to call me Sam. Throughout my life, people have always said, you look like a Sam to me. And, I'm, and then the other night, someone told me I looked like Sam Kennison when I was getting thrown out of the American Legion. <laughs> 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 That's true, we did, didn't we? So it's like, do I? And then at one point, my parents told me that I had a, like a great uncle named Sam, and they almost named me Sam. Huh. I think they just fucked up, and they named me the wrong name. Probably. They knew the real name, and they just they hesitated. 
one with the fucking second option or something. Yeah, we were at the American Legion last night. Oddly enough, coincidentally, the first person we run into is a kid that we saw get pistol whipped. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, well, we got robbed at gunpoint. Everybody uh, got on the ground except for me. I sat in the chair. I was like, I'm in a miniskirt. I'm not getting on the ground. And he's like, you lucky you a female. And I was like, yeah, because you're so respectful to women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> you were talking quite a bit. It was worrying me. And he goes to cock his pistol, and it was already loaded, so he drops a bullet, swoops down to pick it up. Remember that? He went to no. pull the thing back to like load one into the chamber and there was already one load in the chamber so it popped that bullet out and it fell on the floor and you had to swoop down and pick it up. It was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. They didn't seem like they were professionals. No. That's what I said. I was like, you're going to shoot me in the middle of Forest Lake in broad daylight? You're the only black person around for like five square miles. No offense, but you're not going to get away with it. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I remember is that he put a gun to my head and robbed me of my money. You had 20 bucks. And then once, yeah, I just pulled $20 out of the ATM. Because we were going to get a 20 sack of weed. Yeah, we were. Luckily, the dealer whose house we were at had just sent all of his money to go pick up. So he didn't have any drugs there, any money. Nope. But all I remember is that he had a gun to my head. I gave him the money and then we're just standing there. And I was like the last person on the couch besides you who was sitting next to me who you weren't going to stand up or whatever. I sat in a chair. You got and so I should have like cowered away or just sat down and said you know i got kids or whatever i should have said <laughs> something but i just i, was doing all the I just stood there and stared at him eye to eye because i wanted i wanted him to see my eyes because if he was going to kill me i wanted to haunt him in his dreams <laughs> for the rest of his life i wasn't scared so i was like i was being stupidly stubborn uh about it anyway no i we came out of the bedroom we were smoking the last bowl that dude had there was like four or five of us and we come out and they're standing there over this dude and he's like oh he just pissed with me and he's like trying to scrape his meth out of the carpet that got spilled jesus and i walk over to the front door and lock it i was like nobody's he's like man fuck this we're out of here and i'm like nobody's going anywhere and i turn around and there's a 22 in my face and i just like i remember my heart dropping a little bit and then he's like everybody get out on the ground and everybody like jumps down on the ground and i walk over and sit down in this chair and I was like, I'm not getting on the ground. I'm wearing a mini skirt. It's not happening. And he's like, you lucky you a female. And I was like, yeah, because you're so fucking respectful to women, right? And then he goes to pop one into the chamber, drops the bullet, and he used to talk some more shit. And I was just like, you, you can shoot me if you want to, but you're not going to get away with it. You're in an apartment building in broad daylight. Everybody's going to hear it. You're not going to get away with it. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the end of it. They fucking got their $20. I don't even know if they got any of the meth. And ran out the door. And then a week later, me and uh, a couple other people, me and actually the roommates that they robbed, um, that's pretty much my car right there. Let's go yell at her. Should we? Yeah. Yo, was that your car? Did you get it? Let me see your registration. No. Rooms <laughs> are different. So you ended up seeing this dude parking? So, yeah, we teed, we teed him in, and I got in the driver's seat, or I mean the passenger seat. I opened the door and get in, and basically... Jason, the roommate, remember he was sleeping in the bedroom and he was super uh, mad at us for not fucking waking him up to tell him what was going on. I don't believe he was asleep. I believe he was. He was. He was oh, he, no, no, Jason wasn't he, the coward as type. Soon as, as soon as Anthony those dudes Anthony went back left, there and told him what was going listen on. Listen to me. As soon as those dudes left, he walks out of the bedroom and he's like, hey, what's going on? Like, I was like, you, you pussy ass. Like, it's possible, but... Uh, 
unlikely considering a week later we tee but we teed him in he gets out walks over the driver's side door he's got him like blocked in i get in the passenger seat and i start just taking shit like his phone he had one of those like walkman things you could plug in the tape and make your cds play and i start just grabbing shit and he's like don't take that phone it's my girlfriend so i whipped it down on the floorboard mm -hmm. and he opens his glove box and shows me that he's got the pistol in there again and i was like again fucking moron are you gonna shoot me in the middle of town in broad daylight right on the fucking the turnabout in the mm -hmm. middle of forest lake and i was like god you're dumb and then i just got out and left mm -hmm. so yeah never caught the other guy though did you steal anything from him i took the cd player thing good yeah I think that was right at the time of my life where I realized I had to get out of this town. <laughs> yeah. For Flake Town is okay, but it's uh it's got its shit just like anywhere else. Yeah. You know, yeah. Home is where you make it. It's where the heart is. Where do you want to live? Fuck. Italy? Italy. Rome? Sicily? Um, more more like yes, yeah, Sicily, somewhere down there. The I used to remember the exact town, but I don't right now. Without looking at a map. What is it about Italy? The food, the people, the wine, the Mediterranean. Oh, you can just get all that in New York. Just go to Long Fuck Island. New York. New York is a dump. Tugs told me he's been there. He's like, I avoid that town with all all my effort. Because he used to travel all over. He used to install machines, like really high-priced, particular-type machines. Yeah. And uh, he would have to go back and maintain them. And he said New York was one of the places that he just never wanted to go back to. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Upstate New York is awesome, but not New York City. Or well, upstate New York is like Wisconsin. Yeah. It's just Perfect. forests and Hamptons lakes. would be cool, obviously, if you had a bunch of money and you sure. could deal with people's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, if I had a couple million dollars thrown around, I might get a place at the Hamptons, you know, just for fun. Uh, New York's played out. I think I think where it's at right now is Tennessee. Yeah. Florida always. Yep. West I, Coast. I'm heading to an ocean real soon here. Yeah. The ocean at the end of the lane. I don't know. It's a Neil Gaiman book. It sounds dumb. No, it's very good. He writes fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you don't like fantasy? Mm -hmm. Typically, girls like fantasy and guys like science fiction. I like fiction. You're like... Fact. Fact. What you, so what are you reading? The Bible. I know you read the Bible. You want to read some more Bible? I... Yeah, always. Yeah? Yeah. Alright. Enlighten me. Okay. Tell me the message I need to hear right now. Well... I got one. How about some, uh... Let's go Proverbs. Mm, I was thinking the Book of Joel. Joel. Okay, come on. NIV. Joel. Okay. We got about ten minutes left. This is only a, it's a, it's not a very big book anyway, but this just is what I, the word of the Lord that came to Joel, son of Pethuel. <laughs> Hear this, you elders. Listen, all who have lived in the land. Has anything like this ever happened in your days or in the days of your ancestors? Tell it to your children and let your children tell it to their children and their children to the next generation. What the locust swarm has left, the great locusts have eaten. What the great locusts have left, the youngest locusts have eaten. What the young locusts have left, the other locusts have eaten. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep. Wail, you drinkers of wine. Wail because of the new wine, for it has been snatched from your lips. 
A nation has invaded my land, a mighty army without number. It has teeth of a lion, the fangs of a lioness. It has laid waste my vines and ruined my fig trees. It has stripped off their bark and thrown it away, leaving the branches white. Mourn like a virgin in sackcloth, grieving for the betrothed of her young. Gain, grain offerings and drink offerings are cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests are in mourning. Those who minister before the Lord, the fields are ruined, the ground is dried up, the grain is destroyed, the new wine is dried up, the olive oil falls. Despair you farmers, will you vine growers, grieve for the wheat and the barley, because of the harvest of the field is destroyed. The vine is dried up and the fig tree is withered. The pomegranate, the palm, and the apple tree, all the trees of the field are dried up. Surely the people's joy is withered away. A call to lamentation. Put on sackcloth, you priests and mourn, will you who minister before the altar. Come spend the night in sackcloth, you who minister before my God. For the grain offerings and drink offerings are withheld from the house of your God. Declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Alas for that day, for the Lord of the Lord is or the day of the Lord is near, and it will come like a like destruction from the Almighty. Has not the food been cut off before our very eyes? Joy and gladness from the house of our God. The seeds are shriveled beneath the clods, the storehouses are in ruins, the granaries have broken down for the grain is dried up. How the cattle moan, the herds mill about because they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep are suffering. To you, Lord, I call, for fire has devoured the pastures in the wilderness, and the flames have burned up all the trees of the field. Even the wild animals pant, pant for you. The streams of water have dried up. The fire has devoured the pastures in the wilderness. So, yeah, there's some stuff that's going to happen probably, or it already happened. What kind of stuff? So... The Lord's answer. We're going to skip down to chapter... Well, we're going to go down here. The Lord's answer. The Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, new wine, and olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I will drive the northern horde far from you, pushing it into a parched and barren land. Its eastern ranks will drown in the Dead Sea and its western ranks from the Mediterranean Sea and its stench will go up, its smell will rise. Surely he has done great things. Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the pastures in the wilderness are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit, and the fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years of the locusts have eaten. The great locusts and the young locusts and the other locusts and the locust swarm. My great army that I sent among you. You have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, and I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be ashamed. Okay. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions, even on my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days, and I will show you wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood in the fire, and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, for on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, we only have a few minutes here, so I want to ask you something. Ask me something you, uh, you've, you've always wanted to ask me but never have. I'm sure there's at least one thing you want to know. That's a tough question, I know. Mm. Is there anything you're curious about? Um, well, time is a tricky bitch, so... 
um, you know, it's, it's interesting seeing my life that I don't share with people openly on purpose all the time mm. mimicked in a lot of the things that you do in like that book that you had. There's just so much that resonates with my own adventures and experiences that I keep very private that it makes me wonder how, how that happens. If it's not for the greatness of God and how all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose, then, you know, I, mean, I guess so it's a question, but not really. It's a hell of a question. I'm not sure what it is, though. You think it's you think on some level that we are living uh, in, in some kind of same path that our, our lives intertwine in, in similar yes. ways? Yes, I do. How so? I think it's not just us. I think it's us. So it says in the Bible that if you call, well, like you just told us, if you call in the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Mm -hmm. But it says not just you, you and all your family. And it says, and my, my old counselor, Holly Webb, used to tell me that your family is who you make it. Oh, I've told you the definition of family is uh, when they knock on your door, you can't refuse them. Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, yeah. So I guess I, I get the intertwining in that way. And I think that it's, it's, you know, I've known that I've been called for a long time. Um, it says, but I call for him too, because it says, knock and it shall be answered, seek and you shall find. And then, you know, seek the truth and it will set you free. And so that's something that, you know, I don't know. I know my, my walk hasn't always been easy and that I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I think that if it all means that in some way that I can have a positive impact on the people around me, then that's all that matters to me. Um, you know, re mm. recompense is the name of it. Mm. Something I've always wanted to ask you. Yeah. Pepsi or Mountain Dew? Pepsi. Okay, good. Makes me so good, so good to finally to finally know that answer. We don't know how long I've been racked trying to understand. Well, well I mean, Mountain Dew in the spirit, but Pepsi by soda. Pepsi by soda? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're going to go dark cola, I, would, I think Coca-Cola is the standard. Pepsi's, yeah. Pepsi's kind like of the... Pe uh, Pepsi, I don't know, Cherry Pepsi. Well, Cherry Pepsi is well, cherry Pepsi. very delicious. Yeah. So we're going to have to wrap this up in about two minutes. So for those of you listening out there in the world, I know that there is a Hollywood standard version of America out there you see in our movies. It's not real. What you're seeing is a slim sliver of L.A. life, mostly. This is the real America. Everything you've heard right here, right now. This is the way that most people live their lives. So when you see all of our disasters in the news and things like that, and you wonder how do these people live here? We think it sucks too. We do too. We, we, we look around and wonder what the fuck is going on too. Yeah. And we do what we can to uh, try to help those that reach out and need the help. And the best, the best we know, and the best, well... Best thing I can say is, you know, look up, you know, when, you, when you're in doubt of anything, just look up and know that God is real, however that means to you, you know, um, the faithful will always prosper, even when it feels like you're not. You gotta keep hope. You gotta keep hope. You thinking about getting out of this car anytime soon? I don't know, I want to go find my car. Yeah? 
Let's go hunt it down. Let's, let's go yell at her. She has your car right over there. I don't want to be like... Let's start kicking down anymore. doors in this apartment building until we find her. Well, we're at an hour, so thank you for those who are listening, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. Stay cool. Be safe. Bye.